welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content, such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned! Master, this all sounds really scary! Blood was on Dust's hands from uh, one of the gang members. A thousand gold was lost in profit from a numb tongue being sold by uh, Andrea and Georgie. And uh, I'm trying to think of the third reason as well. Um, does anyone else remember? See, killing a man. <laughs> yeah. Killing another man. Those money. Yeah. Lost money. Yeah. I swear to God, there's a third reason that I can't think of. Uh, the, irregardless, um, Dust was uh, forced to make a decision. Uh, basically, he was offered a trolley's problem. Would he stand by and let all the children be killed through uh, the collapse of uh, his orphanage? Or would he personally, by his own hand, kill Alphonse? Well, Dust chose to let Alphonse escape and try to save the kids. And it did not work. Nope. A signal was uh, 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 started. Pirates on the coast opened fire with cannonballs concentrated at the orphanage. Dust nearly died from uh, the, the roof collapsing. Andrea dug a hole trying to save kids and it ended up uh, creating a caved-in like hole, crushing most of the kids and herself, and any of the kids that weren't in the hole also got crushed by the falling roof. Jesus. Yeah. The fucking snuff film. I know. Uh, to be fair, this could have gone bloodless. It could have. Velcut, uh, your character acted to uh, protect the children. That's what Mega believed to be in your character's interest in that moment. Aye. And, yep. And Dust did the same thing trying to save the kids, and it didn't end up working in, in his favor. Both you guys, both you guys got crushed by uh, the roof, but luckily you both uh, uh, succeeded on your saving throws, so you're fine. But, Velcut, you're unconscious, and Dust. You are alive, and I'd assume griping over your losses. Cobalt is outside, trying to run inside to save you guys. And John, who was acting as Leo, was in the unseen public, who was set to, uh, set to meet the man who orchestrated just about everything you guys experienced thus far, uh, the Jade Hand. Dust had a uh, flashback to uh, when he was raising money for the orphanage and uh, Roy Edmond made a few offers with him. And in particular, Dust came across a black suitcase with a golden crest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll go on that a little bit later. But Dust, you accidentally got high off of the rainbow dust that came out of the suitcase and ended up in the unseen public. Now, where we... Unseen public. Yep, it's a yep. It's a world where, when you get high off of numb tongue, you enter. It looks like a watercolor painting, oh. and when it rains, 
uh, it goes from uh, the black sludge in our reality to like each raindrop being a colorful piece of watercolor, like red, it's not, blue. It's not a different domain, is it? They still are there. Are they there? They actually get transported. That's for you guys to find out. Ooh. Da -da. Yep. There you go. All right. Uh, so where we'll pick this back up is let's imagine uh, if this was a movie. The camera zoomed up into like a black and white eyes closed and we see a few memories burn into the picture. We see a dwarf talking to fellow dwarves of higher standing. An argument erupts, and then the man leaves. We see the like film cut out for a second, then restart. We see him traveling. Then again, it cuts out, comes back in. We see him negotiating with a fat man with a cyst on his face. Then it cuts out, comes back again. We see him trying to take care of a girl flying in the air like a dragon. And again, cuts out, comes back in, and color starts to come back. And you see him as dust makes a child disappear. Roy signals the onslaught. He takes a moment. He thinks. And he looks at the children and runs. He grabs one of the kids, starts putting it in the hole. And then one of uh, the pieces of the ceiling falls. Velcut, from your character, what would be the last thing that your character thinks of like the life flashing before his eyes what is his first thought before death mm. well immediately it would it, it would it would go back to just like the hammering like the what the original uh sound that we hear of his, of his father in the original forge and then for some reason he would have like literal uh, uh envisions of hephaestus himself yep you see your god and you hear the clang of an anvil to um or you know maybe, the hammer maybe to my the anvil. father at first and when he turns to me it's more hephaestus you know yep that is a cool thought your father a dwarf then turns back then you see the ugly vis uh, visage of your god and then you hear the clang of the anvil and we go back to your eyes again close and you hear the clang dung 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 it gets louder and louder and louder and finally you hear one ear piercing hammer to the anvil Boom! And then your eyes just flash open, going from black and white to a dark green. You're now up, Velcut, and you see a man besides you, healing you. And it looks like Dust doesn't notice anything that's going on, and Cobalt is... Cobalt, what are you doing at this moment? Assuming, like, uh, a little I mean, bit of time ended, passed. If, okay, I was like, if, it think, yeah. if things ended exactly where it ended last time, uh, Cobalt is still flat on his face after yeah. having tried jumping through the uh, the opening yeah um, let's assume like a little bit of time has passed and you know dust is i would assume dust you're still suffering that you don't really feel anything that's going on at the moment nothing to talk about yeah so you have that to face mega like what what would your character be doing at this moment so, well after he got up his feet and right back over still seeing that uh because he doesn't actually know if he's still alive. So, like, uh, Cobalt is trying to do a, a fucked up CPR on, on Velkite. It's like, ah, 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 Cobalt, I want to be alone! Not even moving my huge chest. <laughs> yeah. And I want to assume that you have tunnel vision, Mega. And uh, right besides you, a familiar sight you see. You see, uh, you know, black clothes with the blue trimming. It's one of the guards, but part of the medical team. 
and he starts to heal Velcut, then moves on to you, then uh, onto uh, Dust as things go on. And you basically see like a few of the guards scurrying outside trying to assess the situation because there was cannon fire uh, near like a late evening, early night, and they assume that's attacked and they're assessing the damages. And this guy moves without a word, quickly trying to heal you guys and move on to uh, the next. So, what do you guys do in this moment? Dust, you're looking at the children. Cobalt, you're still doing CPR. And Velcut, you just woke up and it feels like you don't remember a lot of what just happened. Might have banged up your head a bit. What's this dog doing on me? (laughs) Where are the kids? What happened? Huh? They ain't a dog. What? What happened? Where? Where'd he go? Cobalt cocks his head. Where who go? Oh, the dickhead. Oh, the one that was the, the problem man. You ran off, and all of a sudden he's a fucking raining hellfire. Cobalt looks left, looks right, looks around. Does he see him anywhere? <laughs> nope, he is gone. Cobalt, Cobalt, no, no. What's and... with him? I point yep. towards dust and say, "What's with him?" All right. Obviously, he looks probably like it's a little bit down, probably. Dust Kitty! Scurries over. Dust Kitty, okay? And I just push Cobalt off to the side and just remain in silence looking into the hole. I'd be nice to the good dog now. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you take a look? Are your children in the bloody pit? I'll walk over to it and look down. It oh, reeks. Oh, this is beard. Mm. I'm... Uh, I'm... I'm sorry, lad. We'll get him. We'll get revenge for every one of them. No sense loitering in here. Come on, let's go. And Velcut, you I would assume you've noticed by now, by doing a head count, you're missing your lion friend. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to put it out there. Do you guys like you're all pretty messed up. You guys just got uh, healed. Um if you guys want, uh, short rest is also feasible. Not necessary for, you know, uh, you know, recovering health, but to level up if you guys desire. I mean, I am I capable of leveling level two right now? I didn't Not you, was. but everyone else. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like, <laughs> Curve, curveball! <laughs> yep. So, well, since we have the medic here, can't we... Let's ask the guard if he can take us someplace safe where we can recuperate. Um, if you feel like you want to leave, you can. No sense smelling the rotten flesh of my children. Yeah, um, during that time, Leo, you can uh, rejoin the party if uh, they decide to do a uh, rest. Um, if you guys want to, you guys can uh, pull out your t- your uh, tokens. But uh, so far, you guys are right here. Basically, right next to the marketplace, close to uh, the soldier's uh, pass. And uh, the only thing you guys need to be uh, certain about is uh, the building is now destroyed. Am I supposed to be looking at something? Basically right here. The ruins, just, yeah, imagine that there's no roof, no nothing. Uh, Sorry, like, I really can't zoom in that much. But yeah, like, uh, this is going to be max zoom. Uh, Apologies if it isn't too clear. It is a huge map. Like, in total, if you were to actually, uh, like, do a gauge with the ruler, it would be uh, a little over a mile. If you guys removed your tokens like space by space. Oh yeah, I kept on dragging over my token and I zoomed in fully and I can finally see a speck of it. Yep, it's a huge map. Like you guys are in a big city. Yep. Assuming that you guys got outside. Um 
a little time's gonna pass and uh, eventually uh i would assume the party's outside by this point like uh, outside the building and uh if, if that's so uh dust all of you guys actually notice a familiar face you see brown cut hair thick knuckles and uh, brown eyes it is fallon he is running up to guys and he's panting as he uh, finally reaches you his uh, hands at his knees and goes <sighs> dust what what's happened here and he looks up and goes by the gods are are they safe what what's happened to them and they he just grabs your shoulders dust what's happened to them nothing they're all gone now and he freezes his hands just go cold and he still is a statue holding you and then he like has a tear come out of his eye and he pulls you in for a hug and says nothing i embrace him for yeah. a short time and push yeah. him back mm -hmm. and he looks at all of you even though that you're magically healed like uh you can still see the bruising. You guys still look like hell. Your clothes are torn. And he looks out at uh, the ocean. And you can still see, like, uh, the silhouettes of uh, pirate ships. And you can see, like, return fire from, uh, like, uh, uh, from the piers, from uh, naval vessels. Seems like uh, they're having a bit of uh, combat trying to, on like, uh, fight against uh, the invading forces. He looks at you guys and uh, says, uh, follow me, and uh, starts leading you guys to the barracks to uh, uh, take a rest. Um, it's not too long, it's but like uh, four or five minutes before you guys uh, get over the bridge. He brings you inside and puts, like, gives you all blankets and uh, puts you near the hearth while, you know, ha uh, bringing out uh, medicine to uh, more properly treat your uh, wounds. Do you guys uh, say anything? Uh, do anything? I mean, this is going to be, if you guys are taking a short rest, you guys have about an hour just to relax and recuperate from that tr traumatizing experience. Where, where are we again? Are we uh... In the barracks. Yep, in the barracks to a uh, 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 soldier's, you know, pit. Gotcha. Are there any weapons around and, like, people fighting and stuff? Like, training? Mm -hmm. All sorts of weapons that you can think of. Just basic, though. I'd like to go over the, the training ground if, people's, if people are fighting in a... Uh give him a little dwarven mastery of my own mm -hmm. as he's uh walking in you see him halt then uh look over to the side to a table and you see uh you see leo having a drink with one of the soldiers and uh fallon like his uh, vessel in his like temple pops and he goes oi then goes over and hits the head of like the soldier and he's going oh get the fuck out of here we gotta get working then like Basically grabs him by the scruff and drags him outside. <laughs> well, that's no fun. I was having good conversation. I go over there and grab his beer instead and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were saying? <laughs> How are you feeling? I remember that I uh, had to patch you up back there. Uh, I didn't really need it. It didn't feel that bad. It was good. It was fine. I kind of raise a glass to him. Yeah, cheers, mate. <laughs> So, uh, at least you're not I, a I, fucking cat or a dog. <laughs> a cat, a dog, and a dad tiger. I feel like I'm in a dream. <laughs> I'll uh, say right now, like, you guys can have a short rest and uh, role play however you desire. If you guys have enough, you can tell me that you want to move on. 
Yeah, I'd like to have some some drinks with him at the table. Maybe like a couple, like too many drinks. Then we have a, a, I, I get a little drunk and then I go off to trying to find the like the training ground and like try to like uh, spar with someone and uh, maybe take it a little too far. That that's fine. Like uh, everyone else, they can't do that. But for you, you know, you don't have to. Uh, you're not leveling up. You're fully healed. You're just fine. So like we can say during that time, uh, you have trainees like uh, the young kids that they don't want on the night watch yet that uh need some practice and you are taking things way too far you have broken their weapons and like a few of them like have a uh, broke like f fractured like bones after but that's how dwarven training is you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> like we generally like break the shit out of each other and then we go have a beer yeah so like instead of you know the usual customs you see them like uh tearing up and like trying to like, bite their lip through the pain as they're fighting back. Oi! I didn't know it was a fucking dyke, eh? <laughs> and, like, uh, one of the kids goes, Mister, we are the bravest among! And then just try to, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just hitting you as he's reciting, like, uh, oaths to uh, the Night Watch. You know, every the bravest time he among... to hit yeah. me, I'm, like, using my, my helmet to, like, ricochet his attacks because they're just, like, so easily, like... Noted. Easy. Parry. <laughs> yeah. And he's getting more and more pissed off <laughs> as he's trying to fight you. Until, like, finally, like, uh, uh, I would assume, like, how do you end, like, uh, the sparring match? Like, what's your finishing flourish? Well, like, by the end of it, I'm not even using my weapons. I'm just kind of, like, like just kind of punching these guys in the gut and slapping them to the ground and stuff like that. And then while they're all on the ground, I come, like, I, I just kind of look down, shake my head, go inside, come back out with, like, literally one of the kegs of ale and just set it right in between them. And that's like, this is Dwarven training! Yeah, and it, it reminds me, like, Big Boss style from uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, Just, like, <laughs> beat the shit out of your uh, uh, people, and they just salute you. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, you're getting the kids drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it's legal age, so you're fine. Yeah, I just kind of like, stab my, my, my knife kind of in the, in the side of it a little bit, and one of it's kind of just spraying out, and I'm just filling up yeah. pints and just hand it oh, to Oh, hell him. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I can imagine that. Yeah, and you're having a good old drinking time. Hell yeah. But uh, they tried to cover their drinks as uh, the black sludge rain comes raining down so it doesn't get contaminated. Yep, yep. And they're uh, drinking along. Um, what are the others doing inside as, uh, Velcut's having his fun sparring? That was fun. I'm, I'm, uh, having, regaling some of the troops in the barracks about my, uh, just stories and stuff like that, making, making friends. Yep. Uh, specifically, uh, these are all trainees. Basically, uh, people who are not fit to be on night, uh, night watch yet. So you're basically, uh, you got a lot of teenagers and young adults listening to your stories. Uh, can you make me a persuasion check? Oh, uh, that's good enough. Uh, 13, um, the the kids start to like you more, and if they ever become a part of the watch, you'll get a plus one when you're trying to uh, persuade uh, future watchmen. So, Dust has a plus one, and uh, so do you. So, if you guys ever work together, it's plus two. That's cool. Yeah, because I forgot about the... Forgot about the... Did I gain any kind of uh, proficiency when I was fucking up those kids? Can I roll for something? <laughs> Uh, sh uh, sure. Um, let me see. How do I want to do that? I feel like it should be for intimidation checks. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what I was looking at a second ago, too. Yep. Do, uh, intimidation. All right, cool. Oh, I have a negative one on intimidation? Oh, my God. Why do I have a negative one on intimidation? Oh, God. It's a, you probably it, have a low charisma. It's a 
it, it's 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 a one. Well, okay. Well, I was gonna say you could use strength since you're beating the shit out of them, but right, even with... heard that. <laughs> nope, like ignoring. That's a nineteen. It's a nineteen. Yeah, the exact opposite. <laughs> like, I, I like you got negative. Like uh, what? It was an actual one, or like it was, was two. One? It was a two, and then a, a one, and then so the strength was big, and the, and the, uh, the intimidation was not. So you can kind of see like they know that I'm strong, but they are not worried about me because we had too much fun afterwards. Yeah, basically, like, uh, it loses its effect when uh, you, you start drinking with them. Yeah, they know that I wouldn't actually hurt them. So, you got, uh, we got Leo uh, entreating the guards with uh, stories. Then we got Velcut training another half the soldiers that are a little rowdy and pissed off that they can't join, like, uh, you know, the the fight against the invaders. Mega, what is Cobalt doing? The Cobalt has found a corner in the room and uh he has actually like uh propped his uh propped his spell book like uh like right up against like the the corner and like i want you to imagine the you know like in terms of like the size of this uh this actual spell book like you know it's pretty much like half his own height um <laughs> just like uh and he is sat himself in front of it and i guess just as a description of what what this spell book looks like uh um it is like it is like a uh a uh, dark brown uh, tome with a um, uh, with a light brown uh, binding, but on the front cover is the visage of what appears to be like the head of a blue dragon, and it has like and like in like where the eyes are, like uh, it has like uh, two piercing uh, orange uh, gems like staring out, and Cobalt is just uh, looking into that, and at the very least, if you saw him. Like if you were to like get close enough, like uh, he is actually kind of like talking to it. Mm. And uh... Mega, can you do a check for me? Um, can you do a res uh, wisdom saving throw? Do we do? Yeah. Nope, you don't save. Uh, well, it, it, it's good, but you know, uh, as you're uh, writing down, uh, your quill starts to move by itself, and specifically, it writes down, "Where are you?" You write anything back? Cobalt jumps up a little scared, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. but then kind of like leans back into it, seeing that it's not hurting him. Mm -hmm. Uh, it takes the quill and writes just underneath it, uh, uh, Cobalt in big scary place, mm -hmm. lots of rocks and so... demons. <laughs> um, let's see. What's better for you, wisdom or intelligence? Uh, intelligence. Do a wisdom um, check. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it is pretty high. He got he has a plus six. It's or is that correct? Like plus six to your wisdom saving throw? Oh no, not that. Not this early. It's like uh, it's a nice right now. Wisdom six. is a plus three. Uh, intelligence save is a plus five. Oh yeah, I I looked at your six and I moved the three. Um. Anyways, uh, you write that down and can you make me a intelligence persuasion roll okay i'll just roll persuasion then just like uh, add, add yep. three to it yeah yeah oh my lord not persuasive at all <laughs> five yeah you you write it down and i think the biggest thing is you're misspelling words um you know what i actually think what you're doing is it was written in draconic and you're right back in common by accident and <laughs> the recipient doesn't know what you're talking about and assumes that you're not cobalt 
and immediately stops. The connection dies. You feel like whatever like magical aurora is around your quill dies. Seems like uh, you didn't get the message across like the way you wanted it to, and you realize your mistake way too late. Damn, we are some shitty rolls today, bro. <laughs> yeah, better here than uh, in actual combat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the difference between life and death. All right, uh, I suppose the last person is Dust. Dust, what are you doing this entire time? I'm talking to Fallon about any information he has on the Jade Hand and Roy. Uh, it's a very quick conversation before he has to leave. Um, you said uh, uh, you're asking him about Roy, or uh, uh, what's the specifics? What do you know about the Jade Hand? The Jade Hand, there we go. And he looks at you and goes, I... The what? And he just... Uh, do a quick... Uh, what kind of check do you want to do? Persuasion to get information out of him? Or insight to see what if he's lying to you or not? I want to do insight. Oh, okay. Make a roll. I won't tell you the DC. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit, Dust. Um, He looks at you, and you look really deep into his eyes. And you see a flicker. He seems to like it it seems like when you said that he felt a bit of joy then it was back to like the best way to describe it is a facade and he looks at you and he acts like he's urgently needs to go and he goes I i'm sorry dust we can talk about this in a moment i have to leave then quickly like opens up the door and uh, heads out good roll what do you do with that information dust no information at all no, I just keep my tabs on him. Perhaps everyone has a little bit of this green hand in them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I would say an hour passes. Dust, Leo, Cobalt, you are now officially level two. Anything extravagant about level two? Anything uh, that uh, your classes now excel at? Anything great? I've got um, jack-of-all-trades, so I got bonuses on every skill check. And um, that's awesome. Song of Rest and Magical Inspiration. Nice. All right. Mega. Well, I mean, like, uh, Cobalt uh, picks up two new spells, but, like, uh, based mm. on those couple rolls, anything else he would have at this level, probably not getting the full benefits of. Not yet. All right. Dust. Your boy just got cunning action. Ooh. Nice. Nice. And, uh, Mega, I want to imagine. That the spells you learned wasn't of your own volition. It was just self-inscribed into your uh, 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 your book. Is that what's going on with Mega? I don't know too much about Mega. Yeah. What cool. you know is what everyone else knows. Cool. Yeah, like Cobalt just like turns a page like, ah, yeah. Cobalt don't remember this here. <laughs> yeah. And I assume like you spend the hour trying to decipher it and figure it out. And by the end of the hour, you're like, oh, that's what it means. Oh, yeah, that that's cool. All right. Nice. Uh -huh. Nice. So, yeah, a lot of things are going on with a lot of characters at the moment. Um, if you guys and, uh, have nothing else. Just to clarify, this is a short rest, not a long rest. This is a short rest. Yeah. Yep. If uh, you guys don't have anything else. I've got um, a question. Go right ahead. I did not use my Blessing of the Forge at all. And it says at the end of a long rest. Does it have to be specifically right there at the end of it? Or does it just mean after a long rest is reutilized? After long rest is reutilized. So I, since I didn't use Blessing of the Forge yet in all this campaign, I can use it. This Okay, thank you. Yep, yep. You're good to use it. It's just you have no spell slots still, I believe, right? Uh, those yeah, it's not a spell slot. It's just a... Uh, yeah, exactly. I have no spell slots. Yep. You are right. 
Yeah. Uh, Mega, am I right about that? I just want to double check. Like, a short rest don't, like, uh, give you back your spell slots as long rest? Uh, no, no, no only yeah. only specific, uh, only warlocks and specific uh, spellcaster subclasses uh, allow you to restore um, spell slots on a short rest. Oh, yeah, we had a fun convo about that, like, for, like, 30, 45 minutes after last campaign. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Although, that's really Although, fun interaction, because Leo leveled up, uh, mm-hmm. he technically has a, a new spell slot unused. Yep. And I will allow that. Same with you, Mega. If you have any new spell slots, you gained it. Bell cut since, uh, you know, you weren't there for the role playing. I can't really uh, let you level up yet. Oh, no worries, bud. I'm not worried. I am not worried. I have to be here. God damn it! I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yep, we don't do communism here. It's a capitalistic uh, EXP share here. Uh, Oh, I don't know any of those fucking words. (laughs) So, if you guys have nothing else, we can move things along. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 this word. So I'm like, I, I like imagining whenever everybody actually levels up that it's like a nice little uh, Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my right, lord. Let's I go. imagine a golden sheen. So as you guys are going along, uh, you guys do hear a ruckus outside. Uh, do you guys investigate? What time is it? It is now night. Full night. Mm, the, the storm is raining, is pouring, and you see crackles of uh, lightning outside in the clouds. And you actually hear the Leviathan roar, the low moan, as like its belly gets tickled by the thunder clouds or the lightning clouds. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, so it's ominous. You just hear a low groan in the air. What do you guys do? Well, does it sound like the normal nightly demon rampages? It sounds a bit more ferocious. Um, actually, can uh, someone make a history check? Everyone except Mega and Velcat. Only John and Dust. Both you guys make me a history check. Oh. Yeah. I rolled a good one, finally. Oh, they rolled better, so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yep, Dust. Okay, so both you guys know, um... Specifically, you guys have been here long enough to know, like, when there's a murder on the streets or, like, more blood on the streets during the night, it attracts more demons. And with the copious amount of corpses you guys left, you would assume that it acted like catnip, concentrating where the demons were. Instead of spreading them out and thinning them out, it's a bigger horde outside. Do you guys do anything about it? If you wish to join my kids, then let's venture out. But if not, we should wait until daytime. You guys are gonna wait till, okay. Day, that's one. What's the rest of the party think? I'm not messing so, with them, so, demons. So, uh, no, no, I'm probably still pretty drunk. Revenge! <laughs> <laughs> All right, just we got off my my, my 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 face with with my hammer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's uh, two. I'm having too much fun drinking. I'm not going yep. out there. Yep. There's a third one that's inebriated. Uh, Mega. Are you, uh, you get, uh, revenge can wait until morning, I guess. Do you join the majority, Mega? You uh, said it sounds like it's storming outside? It is storming. There's a pouring rain, there's lightning, and the sounds that you heard last night are intensified. It's not, like, occasional. It is constant. Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. Cobalt is, uh... Cobalt has firmly found a... In fact, does Cobalt find a box? <laughs> yeah, you can find a box. An empty crate. Yeah, Cobalt has Cobalt has jumped into that box, <laughs> and 
I got a question about Cobalt. How long do I see him as a dog for? I'm not sure. Weren't you satisfied that he was a talking dog and you just settled it at that? But like, I was so I just I was really curious. I didn't know if that was like a spell he's cast or it's like what's no, going on. With it's just a running gag that like Dust has been doing with the Cobalt to get him into places he's not supposed to be, oh. and everyone seems to buy it. So how? I just don't. Okay, cool. So you, just like, so you see this? So you just see this? Uh, this blue dog just like scurry away from like doors and windows, hop into. But the who's box casting the spell over my eyes and making me see that? Is what I'm actually curious about. It's no spell. It's, it's no spell. All, the only spell. The only spell is sheer charisma. Oh, so I guess I've never actually heard of a dog before. So this is what I think a dog is. If you want, like at any time, I'm going to go with. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. I was gonna say you can either treat him like he's Scooby Doo, or just like rub your eyes, take a closer look at him, go wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, I, I like I like what I'm gonna go with the fact that I've never seen a dog before, never been outside of my own kingdom. We didn't have dogs, so the, the, any cobalt is now a dog to me. Duly noted. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um. So, God, I did not expect you guys to do that. All right. So, so what as... I'll be doing is. I'll be like running towards the front door, screaming for revenge, looking behind me, realizing they're not coming, and then like, morning, I guess. Um, let's see. Uh, I am. I mean, you you literally you literally had the you literally had outside like screaming like bits of terror. Yep. And you were just expecting Cobalt to go out there by himself. Hmm. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I was expecting majority, but that that aside. So I'm going to say what happens since you guys don't interfere. I'm going to make a contested roll, and I won't tell you what it is. So, mm. you, uh, uh, does that, anyone watching the events that happen outside, or are you staying blissfully ignorant? Depends on, like, what, or how far away is it, and it's like, is it human screaming, or is it just a constant sound like monsters? Originally, it sounds like monsters. Uh, let me uh, do a quick check for you guys, because you guys are now. Because if yep. there's like just like humans dying right outside, I can't just sit there drinking. I imagine Leo's kind of used to hearing this at night, so he's taking a nap. If you guys can uh, uh, see the ruler, it is 600 feet away, so it, it's not too terribly out of the way. You know what I mean? Oh, but you guys no, can I didn't hear see the ruler. Hold on. I need to zoom out. Yeah, about yeah, about 600 feet. Yeah, because you guys are in the barracks uh, right here, if I can. Yeah. Okay. Yep, right there. You guys are right there, and all the events are taking place over here. Pretty far away. Yes, fairly far away. 600 feet, but that just goes to show like how crazy the screams are. Originally, yeah. it just sounds like demons making a mock. And now, that's then... a long way to go, bro. I, I, I'm yeah. sure as hell ain't going out there. Yep, and eventually like you start hearing humans scream and then the human screams stop and you see the rolling of the mist as it takes away from the horde and drags them back to the mist into the ocean disappearing but it doesn't grab all of them you still see a small horde as the guard is struggling to kill and slaughter the remaining demons that is what you guys see from afar again at that point, it's like watching, you know, uh, uh, dots or uh, small figures yeah. as it's happening. What are we like on a balcony or like the ramparts or something? Yes. 
Uh, either one depends where you guys are in the building. It's like a uh, two-story building. Yeah, I would say I definitely went to the top with a, with one of my glasses of beer because I've never heard anything like this or even felt something. It's like a Beowulf situation. Like I've not, not, never been around anything like this before, so I definitely had to go at least see what's happening. And so I'd be standing up there up top, like trying to squint to see, but knowing I wouldn't go out there alone. Uh, like we can say that you had a spyglass uh, or uh, something of the sort that they use for uh, doing a watch. Like uh, you can easily see. I use I like it's a glass, of, the glass from my uh, my beer. Just finish it and use use it to look through. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we'll say that magnifies because of the way that it was like uh, the glass was <laughs> kind of spilling down my face, and I'm licking it at yeah. the same time. Yeah, and you see it going along, and you just see a lot of bloated demons, and they're eating humans, and you see a few of them stumbling into the orphanage. And you see, it's hard to see, but they're dragging something out. Oh. Yep. Fucking Southern Isles. Yep. So, the guards are struggling to take care of the demons, and they're dragging stuff out of the orphanage. As you guys stay to the barracks. If that is it, you guys can attempt a long rest. I would like to talk to Cobalt before we rest. Cobalt. up. Cobalt, your caller that we have been looking for. Can you describe it for me one more time? Cobalt uh, peeks his head out from the box like, Oh, Cobalt Caller! Here's another scream, ducks his head. <laughs> brings it back out. Uh, Cobalt Caller looked like this! And uh, uh, he minor illusions a, uh, like a, it, it is a metallic collar, uh, but uh, what most notably is that, uh, like, set into the center of it where the, I guess the air quote dog tag would be, uh, is a is a shining lapis lazuli gem, like, shimmering. And it's like, look like this! Cobalt never go anywhere without it! Except now! He looks sad again. Thank you. Perhaps we might be able to find it soon. Are you, is that your goal? To find it for your master? No, no, color gift from master. Master will be very upset if Cobalt no have it. Well, we can't have you losing gifts. Perhaps we'll find it soon. Why you got to listen to a master anyway? You be a master of your own self, is what they say. But, but master everything! Cobalt no be Cobalt if master no here. Mm, understood. Dog needs a master. I I understand now. <laughs> uh, I'm good for a long rest, unless anyone right. wants to do anything. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much pass out. Yep. Thinking about that, like, mm, good. I've anything. already fallen asleep on one of the benches. Yeah, I I guess I just fall asleep like the face on the on on the table, like kick it, on the ale, having a drinking contest with one of the losers. Uh, make a, uh, uh, a con check for me, or, like, a constitution check. Jesus, why does he keep on doing that? He's like, 18, 5. <laughs> it's a 7. Oh, that was a seven. saving throw. That was, is, is that different? Yeah. That was con uh, Is there a difference? I, I thought, like, it's, a con... It has a plus 2 on it, so... Okay. Yeah, do, like, a 2. Yeah, plus two it's, it's, it's 7. Okay, was, so was, yeah. you're, you're seven, one but... below what you're supposed to be. You are inebriated. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember if that's a special effect on here, if it's just disadvantage on throws or exhaustion or some kind of substitute. 
Oh, it's a, one thing I said before we went to a long rest, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the thing. I just want to know what everyone's doing. On I, did, I did have a lot of drinks. Like I was drinking before. Had the drinking con. I had like everybody drunk with a keg of ale, and then I had drinking contest to fall asleep. So that makes sense. Like it was, it was pretty crazy outside. I can't handle the kind of shit. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say for now, like uh, whenever you fail that, it's gonna it's going to be uh, uh, a hangover afterwards. Basically, for like an hour hmm. or two, you're just gonna be poisoned. But for now, we'll say that you're a functioning alcoholic. That whenever like you're drunk and doing something, it doesn't really affect you. You're just sounds always like you've been drinking. reading my Tinder bio. <laughs> oh my lord so uh uh mega uh you gonna do anything are you taking a long rest as well so i'll get my spell slots back yay maybe oh i don't maybe depends what mega I, does i thought you get them back after a long rest hasn't happened just yet oh understood yeah. he said attempt so, a long rest i heard the word yeah mega well what what uh what are you up to are you gonna take a long rest as well uh i like uh like, uh, I mean, like, Cobalt will be taking, like, a long rest for no other reason than he has no choice but to sleep. Because mm -hmm. if anybody looks at his stats, he doesn't actually need a long rest for anything mechanical besides that. But yeah. because of the night's events, like, yeah. uh, about maybe every every couple of hours, uh, he plans on, like, stirring awake a little bit, like, and, like, uh, keeping watch around the area. Okay. You know, since, uh, the, what, you know, since what's, uh, what's your passive? I believe Cobalt has a passive. Uh, I think I have a thirteen. Let me double check. Yeah, it is thirteen. 13. God so, dang, bro. <laughs> well, we'll say like uh, the three of you sleep: Dust, John, Belka, uh, Mega. Uh, as, as Cobalt's like sleeping and stirring awake, sleeping and stirring awake. I think it would be like four hours into the long rest where you notice something is wrong. You look around, and you see that the young soldiers, like uh, the the recruits, are gone. What do you do? Cobalt, uh, a bit curious about that, is like, Cobalt, that more people! Mm -hmm. So he kind of, like, starts looking around to see, like, uh, like, a, like maybe if they just, like, move to another room, or... You look at the other rooms, no one's there. Yeah, Cobalt confused. And the, as far as apart from the apart from the young recruits. Um, are are you saying that out loud? Uh he does say it out loud. <laughs> you say those words and you mean it, but nothing comes out. Everything's deathly silent. Cobalt even more confused, like yeah. uh starts shouting. You shout and nothing comes out. Okay, Cobalt realizing that something is definitely wrong, uh, yeah, quickly rushes over to uh, to Dust Kitty and starts like shaking him. Start shaking him, Dust. Uh, I assume your eyes flare open. Yeah. You see him shaking you, but I assume Mega, you're just saying stuff. Like yeah, just like he's like, it's like I want you to imagine like and like and maybe to a certain extent, Dust is kind of like imagining Cobalt's voice just because he's heard it so much now, but. But it's just like, but you realize it's like, oh, he's not actually shouting, even though yeah. he's normally shouting. You, you think you hear like his squeaks as he uh, talks in his high pitch, but you realize he's not saying anything. And he wakes you up. What do you do, Dust? As I'm tapping my ear, I attempt to talk to Cobalt. Can you hear me? No, you're silent as well. 
Kovaldus looks at you like like sad. I want to attempt to look around for uh, inkwell and a quill and perhaps some parchment. Mm-hmm. Uh, go right ahead. Okay. And you, you find it. It's not that hard. It, you're in a barracks. They do a lot of paperwork in there as well. So you find what you're looking for. What do you write down? We can't hear each other. Do you think this is the work of magic? Are you noticing anything else? Kobold, I guess, takes the quill and writes, uh, uh, guard people gone. Kobold, no, no, where go? <laughs> uh, take back the quill right back on. Should we go and find them? Check the barracks first and not leave outside. Like now, how uh, how big was this area? Like if if Cobalt had like gone around like looking for people first, like uh, um, like this is a particularly large uh, barracks or yeah, I'd say like uh, square feet. If you were to like go all around, it's like a uh, like eight, like eight square feet. So like you know diagonally, it'd be 120 feet from um, each corner of the room. It's fairly uh, big. Okay, so Cobalt Cobalt will write. Um, uh, I should be doing this in Cobalt's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dusty Kitty, find other guard people. Cobalt, try invest. And like he kind of like misspells investigate. Investigate magic. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Okay, you can uh, investigate. Uh, go with an Arcana check. Although, like uh, Cobalt will be doing one extra thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he is going to. Uh, pull out uh, pull out his book and turn to a different page and yep. uh, he is going to ritual cast uh, detect magic all right go right ahead and uh, what so, what exactly does that entail tell me uh, uh, a little bit about the spell uh, in terms of like uh, how cobalt is specifically doing it or just like how ritual casting works <laughs> um how cobalt specifically doing it and the uh, you said uh, it's an actual spell so the spell description. Or is it just self-explanatory? Oh, I mean, like, I, I can go ahead and, uh, or, actually, I don't Please. remember how you can post the uh, description in D&D Beyond. Uh, well, you just, you just click it on D&D Beyond, and then you can post it here. Mm-hmm. Up there, yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, so, like, ritual casting, if I spend, uh, if I spend an additional ten minutes, uh, casting the spell, mm-hmm. uh, I can, I can cast it without using a spell slot. Okay. Um, so, like, uh, it's like Cobalt is just like a like opens his book and like is uh, is concentrating super hard trying to uh, tap into the uh, the magic held within and at the completion of the casting uh, his uh, uh, his normally like orange eyes like uh, glow brighter mm-hmm. um, as he can now uh, detect magic uh, within. Uh, 30 feet of himself and can also see magical auras in schools uh, with his eyes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so basically I tell you what school magic it is. And if it is a spell, like if you see like a roar of magic, correct? Well, like it, it can also be used. Like uh, if, if you, if I need to like glean more specific information, okay. uh, I can use it in, in, uh, in conjunction with an arcana rule to like potentially mm-hmm. learn more about it than detect magic. Go right ahead. Give me. I got the basic information ready for you. If you want to know more about it, make a roll. Okay. I say that's enough. So, you know exactly what this is. This is from uh, the School of Illusion. This is a... What's the best way? Uh, A modified spell. Something you haven't seen before. 
Uh, it seems to have slightly different properties, but you ascertain the base of this spell is a silence spell. You just don't know where it's originating from because usually it's about 20 feet to uh, uh, as a radius for this spell, and it far extends that radius. It seems like the radius and uh, the duration was modified somehow. So you don't know where the point of origin is, but you do know the spell. All right. But as you do that, there is like a flicker of this uh, spell's uh, duration. It it stops momentarily and you hear a... What's the best way to put this? Uh, a, sh a loud thunk. Then it simply stops anything that falls. It sounds like a voice clipped. All you hear is thunk, then then it just clips. Was uh, Cobalt able to figure out uh, where that sound originated from? Yeah, outside. Uh, shit. Yeah, that, that's what I thought as much. Yep. What? Well, there's only two people that are up right now. So... Yeah, so Cobalt, at this point, uh, and then after that you can cut to dust since, like, you know, it would have been taken at least ten minutes for all this to happen, but yep. Cobalt immediately goes to uh, try to wake uh, uh, Big Kitty and uh mm. hairy man okay um dust what were you doing during those 10 minutes um, oh look. yeah is that right yeah it does Ooh. i'm sorry i should have double checked that spell well uh, it okay happened now yeah well it happened hands off chess piece we'll assume like uh for now um we'll assume that uh, i mean like i think the only thing like i really wouldn't have been able to tell would have uh um because like i don't know if, i don't know if you like adjust the dc at all for the for the arcana roll uh but um i think the only thing i wouldn't really been able to get was the the school itself yeah so we'll, we'll just say like uh cobalt had a uh a, a primal version of doing this like a, a predecessor to the actual like spell detect magic as is so ignoring the verbal component we'll just say that you had a different way of casting the spell Hands off chest piece, uh, piece, I didn't catch in time, let's move on. So, uh, Dust, you were saying? I was uh, checking the other rooms, slightly opening the doors and peering in. Okay. As you do, you notice that uh, like none of the beds are made. They all seem haphazard. Like uh, Some of the weapons are on the floor from uh, being rushed. You're not sure if it was like towards the initial like, demon incursion or the mystery that's happening right now. Do any of the weapons look fit for besides basic equipment? Uh, yeah, they do. Um, just uh, tell me what kind of weapon you're looking for, and I'll make a roll to see if you see it. Do do. I'm looking for either like a short bow and perhaps a quiver of arrows anywhere nearby. I'm sure it won't be that much of an issue. I'm just gonna roll a d20 and see if you find it. Yeah, you find it. So uh, you, you see, like, there is a short bow with uh, some quivers to the side. If you want to grab it, you can grab it. Okay. I am going to grab the arrows. All right. You fasten them. Uh, I assume, like, uh, are you doing, like, the badass, like, you know, like, it's on the hip, or are you doing, like, on the back kind of quiver? I do it on the back. And how many do I grab? Um, we'll say, like, uh, I'll just roll 2d20, see what you get. Uh, 15 plus 13. Quick math. 28. Uh, yep, 28. Yep, so 28 arrows is what you have. Just regular arrows. Nothing special about them. 
So does anyone do anything else? Uh, I assume, okay, during that time you were looking for the bone arrow. Mega, you recently tried to wake up John or uh, uh, Leo and Velcut. Uh, what's happening? Uh, what do you two do waking up to a soundless uh, cobalt waking you up? Uh, I assume I'm like getting off the floor at this point. Yeah, 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 had a rough sleep. And, and so I'm just kind of like trying to focus on, on, on this thing and not even realizing what's going on. And I just realized I need a little hair of the dog. So I just grabbed my beer. Just, just one little one little taste, but it's gone. I hate the fact that you use that idiom. What's that? Moving on. Oh, uh, the hair of the dog. I never. I, <laughs> hate, I hate that saying so much. But, I but love there's the a dog here. Uh, Leo. He's a dog. <laughs> uh, I just kind of brush him off at first, just kind of like go away, mm. and then when I'm <laughs> when I can't hear my own voice, that's when I kind of wake up and be like concerned yeah so you guys get up uh dust you found a weapon does anyone check to see what's happening outside yeah, i go back up top you go on top with my what glass is, yep what is everyone else doing i'm kind of just looking around the room and stuff because i'm just kind of waking up still groggy mm-hmm. cobalt is uh is specifically at you like uh like uh like grabbing at your clothes leg and like uh, pointing outside. I, I stumbled to the front door <laughs> and like kind of cracked just a bit. You see uh, both you and uh, Velcut as you guys look outside. It is storming worse than before. It's dark. Um, does anyone have a, a night vision? Oh, I do. Right, yeah. I do dark as well. Inside. Yeah. That's one, two. Uh, you two? Cobalt does. Cobalt. All right. What about you, Leo? Do you have uh, um, dark sight, buddy? Sorry, I forgot to push yep. the top. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. So we'll look at this from Leo's perspective. So as you're looking outside, you see flashes. At first, you think it's a horse. You just. He- you don't actually hear any of the thunder. You just see the flashes of lightning. And each time you see a horse's body, then black, then you see it again. This time you see arms and it, it, the pike goes down from its hand as it slams into something, flashes again. You see the arm pulling back. You see the arm pull back and you see the corpse of uh, one of the, you know, up and training guards, uh, specifically bell cut from the top that was the specific boy you were sparring with as like yep the pike comes up you look leo at the face of this creature and its face blooms like uh uh the dogs from resident evil basically like its face opens up like a petal and you see like rows upon rows of teeth as its entire face is but like a gullet for it to eat and it Demi Gordon. Yeah, you tear off. It tears off on the arms and consumes it. You look closer at the body, and it's a mist. It's hard to describe what it is exactly. It's supposed to be like a centaur, but the upper body isn't human. It's a mismatch of animals. You see, like its arm is partially draconic, while its left arm is like. Uh, a myriad of tentacles like spearing off from the shoulder you look at its body itself and it's just covered with like bear's fur and its face 
Oh my god, it's face. It's hard to tell. It looks like it's supposed to be human, but it spreads open like the most monstrous thing that you can imagine. It is purely terrifying as it kills with each flash of light like it is nothing. I immediately close the door. <laughs> I fall on my ass on the very top of the ramparts. Yeah. Like, as I see that thing, and just drop my glass. Yeah, it is a terrifying creature. All, uh, the only other thing, uh, Velcut, we you see uh, besides that is a swarm of bats as it like uh, eats the rest of uh, the uh, the up and training soldiers. It looks like it's consuming the last one, draining it dry. Oh shit! Yeah, I definitely I don't stay up there very long. I run down to the rest of the crew and try to like get, at least get their attention and make a lot of motion that direct the attention outside that there's some shit going down. Yeah. Is there a window that I can peer out of? Uh, yes, there is like a, a couple of uh, windows uh, with no glass in it. It looks like it was tended to be open in case of uh, you know emergency shooting or invasions. Now, do I see anyone familiar out there like Fallon? No, you don't. Um, I'm gonna start barricading the door. Oh, all right. So oh, yeah, definitely aiding with that. Okay. Uh, you start barricading the door. What about the open windows? Hammering with my warhammer. All right. You guys always. I'll break me. the window. All right. Uh, there's there's no need to break it. It's just open. Like there's nothing in there. No glass. No nothing. Okay. Using like the tables and stuff like that, and just busting them down and putting the boards up. What I would like to do is set up a, um, essentially like a trip wire in front of the door. Mm. Okay. Um, I am going to use this. Well, I'm going to use this map really quick. Um, assume that, yeah, assume that there's no downstairs. Uh, this is just going to be an interior. Okay. And we'll say, and I'll make marks on here just to show you that you have a window here. Takes up four spaces and a window here, which takes up four spaces. Basically like two open windows. And we'll say, uh, uh, da -da 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 -da. I I'm gonna just put it right here, just to say this is an upper level up here. Does, oh, um, did I not move the bookmarker? Okay, I did. So you guys see what I'm talking about. The square on top is an upper level. We'll say like uh, that's the top extension of what you got. And uh, like on the bottom, if you guys can see the lines I drew, uh, these will act as We'll say these are windows. Yep. And okay, this perfect. is an upper. We'll say this is an upper level. And we'll say uh, just for a flavor that, you know, you can't go up upstairs. But we'll say, like, this is the entrance upstairs and it overlooks uh, what's happening on the floor. Okay. Um, so you as, as we're going along and we're breaking up the tables and we're, we're hammering their men, I'm kind of starting to, like, sober up. And you can kind of hear me slowly start to chant this something like this, like, almost like this methodic song, mm. very deep and guttural. And that's going to be me um, blessing my weapon with the uh, imbuement of blessing of the forge. Yep. And uh, we'll say uh, we'll have you guys do two checks for me, whoever's uh, barricading. I will say, like, uh, these two tables over here is uh, what you're going to be using to uh, barricade up the window, since you guys said you're just grabbing random tables. So that'll be an empty area. Um, so what is the check? Okay, so uh, who's barricading up the windows? Who's barricading up the door? What's happening here? I was planning on, like, pushing a, a table in front of the door or, or like, a or one of these benches. Yep. Or we'll say, like, uh, like we'll say you just drag this one over here. So first, I want you to make a strength check for me. A Leo. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm helping him out. I, I, I'm right there with him. Okay. 
Strength or athletics? Um, we'll say both. Like a, a strength athletics check, unless you can got persuade it. me to do something otherwise. All right. You got a 14 and 11. Yep. Okay. And you got a 10. We'll say that's enough to push it. And you're pushing it to the side. Um, So that's what you two are doing. Cobalt, what is Cobalt doing at this moment? Uh, Cobalt looks down at his flabby arms, uh, realizing he's probably not going to be particularly helpful with boarding things up. Yep. Uh, uh, he's actually going to look around the barracks to see if he can find uh, uh, a, a light crossbow to use. Okay. Um, make a perception check for me. Tell me if you get 12 or higher. Uh, could I make it an investigation because Good. he's yeah. looking over yeah. everything Go. physically? That works. I cannot wow. roll high today. No, you don't find anything. I think it's because you're panicking. Hmm. All right. Um. Now, what is Dust doing this entire time? I am using pitons and uh, rope to set up a tripwire. Do you want me to draw it where I want it? Yes, and then uh, make a, a check for me, please. Um, you said you're making a trap, so I assume that would be a survival check. Okay. What did you get? Wow. But to make it a trap, he could also use his thief stools. Uh, add the... Uh, uh, the proficiency for uh, the like uh, thieves tool. I'll say if you get eleven or higher, you got it. I don't know how to roll for thieves tools. Uh, do you just add your proficiency? Isn't that correct? Like uh, yeah, add, add your proficiency. If, it would be it would be an eleven if it was if the add yeah. Is proficiency. Then that that works. That works. Just roll a d twenty and add it. Mm, you're good. D one hundred. Uh, you uh, you're making a trap. Uh, where are you setting up the trap uh, specifically, Dust? Um, is the door at the end of the red carpet looking thing? Um, there, there's no door over there. Uh, I'm sorry to like, uh, if you guys want to ask questions about the map, cause I know it's a bit misleading, go right ahead. Where would be the main entrance to typically normal foot traffic to get into this room? Uh, right here. The, the box at, uh, the very, uh, center, uh, Basically, at the center, there's one entrance, and there's two windows right next to it, and uh, there's an upper balcony uh, inside the room, and I've, overlooking the entire room. I've moved the the couch in front of the door yep. as well. Yep. So we can say that. Uh, speaking of which, uh, can both Leo and uh, Velcut make a stealth check with advantage since it's silent? This will be the only time I ever roll with advantage. Yeah. With mine stealth. Good. Savor it. Yeah. We'll say, yeah. Oh, God, good. I got a 10. Okay. Hey, you too. Yay. Okay. So that's going to be the tripwire that you uh, send. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jack got a 10. Uh, what about Matt? What, what what are you rolling here? You talking to me? Yeah. Uh, roll. Uh, oh, you've never called me Matt before. I felt so cool. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Just like uh, second nature. Um, oh, you said to roll. You said yeah. to roll a stealth check, right? Yep. Stealth check with advantage. Yeah, I just got it. Well, advantage is just rolling twice, yep. right? Roll twice. Yeah, I rolled twice and got I got a six and a ten. So ten, okay. And uh, uh, Leo, you got a thirteen, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I go. got a thirteen. Okay, good. So what we'll say is, uh, as you guys are pushing along, Leo is uh, hiding. With like basically, as he's pushing it, he's hiding behind the couch. Uh, uh, good old Velcut is not hiding. He's actually going on the side to get like a better hold on. Uh, the couch trying to uh you know uh, naturally for a mover going to the side and trying to keep in condition and get better grip that ends up getting seen 
by the weird abomination outside. So where we uh, left off with you, you were in the unseen public, a uh, world that appears like a painting of watercolor. The architecture vastly different from what you remember, especially since the orphanage you were in is still standing in this world. So it's very peculiar. You see a, I would, I, I think it's safe to assume the guy that you're next to is a maniac since he takes joy from people's suffering and feels damn near nothing from causing the death of many children. Uh, he is crouched right next to you, uh, admiring his uh, basically mental torture of dust before standing up and looking at you. Uh, do you have anything that you want to do in particular? I'm going to just stand, stare at him and kind of be like, you know, this probably is going to cause you more trouble down the road. And he looks at you and goes... It's all about the point. It's always been about the point. And he looks around at his destruction and goes, This was orders from the top brass. If I had a choice, I would just kill them and take in my dues. But no, he doesn't want to end everything. This is a choice that he made me make. This is a choice that he enforced me to make onto dust. And he looks around and just has the most shit-eating grin smile and goes, I have to admit, it is satisfying. You might have been right. And yeah. he looks at you. I'm all for having a good time and all, but um, you do know that dead people can't pay you money. And he looks at the ground and just goes, look pretty alive to me, and looks at dust like, I, I would assume like dust is like pounding the ground or doing something violent with his motions. Yeah, he's still alive. And he just smiles. Speaking of money, I believe that we have a meeting to schedule. Mm -hmm. And he looks at the rat-headed man and uh, basically barks off a few orders and he scurries about. And he just motions you to follow as um, you guys leave, or as he leaves the orphanage. Do you follow? Yes. Okay. So you take a few steps outside, and uh, the biggest difference that you see with the world is uh, the rain. It went from a black sludge to a, I'd say, a rainbow of colors. Like, each uh, raindrop is like a, uh, a like a paint from uh, a different color. And as it hits the ground, like, as a rainbow sheen that hits the ground. He I'm kind of, he's, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit, because this is crazy. But of course, yep. I'm, I'm keeping it cool, acting like, eh, what's going on? Like, this is every day. Mm -hmm. Well, the most disconcerting thing is uh, there's no flying leviathan in the sky in this world. It, it It's more apparent to our world than to this fantasy world. But that'd be the most disconcerting thing for your character to see walking out. Yeah, it's kind of like not seeing the sun or the moon. It, it's like, wow, what the hell? So, how often do you guys spend in this place? He looks at you and goes, A lot of our operations take place in here. 
how do you think we keep doing what we're doing without getting caught? What are the uh, side effects? Well, if you take the numb tongue and he shows you his gums and they're receding, like his teeth are about to fall off, then he shows you his uh, hands, which are just purple to the tips. Now, I need to specify, the guy's head is now a snake's head, so it would be more like uh, fangs, but you can still see the gums receding even in this alter image. And how do you ensure, like, I feel it's hard to ensure people pay their debts if they can keep jumping between worlds. That's why you have men on both sides. It Like, it, it's a fairly simple concept for the organization. Basically, they have... Uh, uh, men on both sides to ensure, like, you know, common people and notables, like, pay their dues, while anyone who tries to escape, they basically chase without consequence in this world. Essentially, he says to you, the nobles may rule the real world, but in the unseen public, gangs rule the streets. Essentially, they're, yeah, they're the only enforcers of justice on the street, and their justice is twisted. Well, why don't we work together to make you rule both worlds? Both of us. Uh, <laughs> can you give me a persuasion with disadvantage? Because your uh, your tongue is still numb. Uh, just uh, join the invite like uh, to the regular roll 20. Yep, there you go. Wow. Um, I want to see if you get a natural one. Okay, there, yeah. It, you got three. So, he just squints his eyes at you and goes, I'm sorry. I can't be the king of the streets. And uh, he just looks out towards... Uh, again, another different part of this world is... Uh, in the Jade Hills, there's a lighthouse on a slope. That uh, lighthouse is replaced by a black obelisk. And he looks at it and just goes... There's a stronger man than me who can rule much better than I. And he just looks at it longingly. Then just motions you to follow as he uh, walks along. With each step he takes on uh, the the wet street, you see like a rainbow color splash. Anything you say along the way? So what brings a man like you into this work? He looks at you and goes, I was born on the streets. I was raised by a lot of cruelty, seeing a lot of fucked up things. The only safe haven I knew is being strong and ruling over the weak. And he's walking with uh, his fists are clenching a bit more as you're bringing up a couple bad memories that he kept buried and he looks over his shoulder at you and goes you should know naturally the law of the jungle is a strong lead and the weak follow and he smiles as you follow him <laughs> i, I uh, lift my sleeve up to reveal a terrible scar on my arm and mm. Be like, I I understand the power of strength and the need to survive. Yeah. It's sad to say I'm not the strongest in the harbor. And he's uh, leading you along. And eventually you see the rat-headed man whisper something into the snake's ear. And he looks at you and goes, Well, lucky you. There's an opening. Would you like to see the big man himself? Lead the way. He leads the way. And you guys go into Jade Hill. You guys go over uh, the uh, Soldier's Pass, which is usually a barrack with, uh, you know, tolls. Where you uh, met Fallon, who uh, told you, you know, pay the toll. And you flaunted your title and got through. There's no toll. There's no uh, 
barracks. It's just a straight bridge going to an, uh, a pinnacle, an island, then uh, leading to the other side towards Jade Hill. You guys are going along, and he leads you to the beach on that end. And on the beach, you see white sand, and you see a blurry-faced man picking agates. Like, is he blurry-faced like he's not in the unseen public? He's blurry-faced like uh, you naturally see on actual reality television, and uh, people didn't want their identities to be shown. Like, that kind of blur. It's unnatural. He looks humanoid. He has white skin, and he's wearing black clothes. His uh, pants are rolled up, but his face is blurred. It's not transformed into an animal or anything. So I finally get to meet the man in charge. And what you see is uh, Edmund simply motions you to go forward while staying like to the side, allowing you to approach him. I give him like a nice courteous wave, but kind of brush him off as if he's nothing. Mm -hmm. And the man is picking up uh, two identical agates and he looks over at you. And again, it's disconcerting just seeing this face. It's like it's melding like clay. You can't get any actual features by looking at him. And the man goes, Hello again, Leo. So very nice to see you. Then he motions to Bench and goes, Care to take a seat? And I plop down and put my feet up on the bench. <laughs> it's ba Yeah, it's basically a bench. So it, I'm actually kind of confused with how you're sitting down. Are you, like, uh, taking up most of the fucking bench? Because it's just yeah, one bench. I'm taking okay. up most of the bench. Okay, so... There's a little room for uh, the man himself. He just sits down, like, his arms, like, uh, you know, toward... Basically, his arms resting on his legs, and he's uh, slouching forward. And the man goes, uh, I'm the supposed root of evil in this town. The Jade Hand. The man keeping these gangs in order. How are you? <laughs> Doing all right. I'm, I mean... I don't know if I'd say evil. I mean, I, rec I respect business. Business isn't good or evil. He just looks at you and looks at the ocean, the black waves crashing in. And he says, Have you ever had a question that you're willing to sacrifice anything just for an answer? I've known this feeling before. He looks at you for a few seconds and lets the silence just stay pregnant. Now you said hello again. I'm sorry, I'm not sure I recognize your face. Oh, but Leo, I recognize yours. We have met before. And he looks out into the ocean and goes, Growing up in the harbor, I've learned quickly from a young age that my mother hated me. Did your mother love you? I never knew my mother. <laughs> I wish I didn't either. Never did she give me the time of day. That was like a nuisance. She would gripe at my questions when I would ask anything about my father. And he starts to clench the agate in his hand. To which she would always say, you just happened. I grab my scar and I'm like rubbing it. I'm kind of like, well... I know about family issues. And he just nods his head slightly at you. I always found myself out of my estate, wandering aimlessly, which always leads me to this beach 
around the lighthouse, top the cliffside, and he motions to the black obelisk where the lighthouse should be. I could taste the salty air of the ocean. The cool sensation would always rain my bad temper. And he just takes a couple deep breaths. <sighs> At the lighthouse, when I was a boy, I had a gut feeling that something was very wrong. The winds had a colder bite. The skies foreshadowed thunder. I could hear its crackle. And he looks up into the sky. You ever had that gut sensation before? That feeling that something was wrong? All the time. You should always trust your gut. It always leads you the right direction. Well, I believe that's why we are having this meeting right now. You can't tell if he's smiling or grimacing at you. He just looks at you. It's kind of like staring at Slenderman if he had like an actively like moving face. He continues on and says, I saw two thugs carrying a small writhing rug. They threw that rolled rug into an angry sea. The shadow beneath drugged the screaming rug underneath the water and muffled it. I saw a faint red in the water and a flesh sack blossomed the child's face. You want to get your money from that cat. Um, I don't know if you're going the right way about this. He looks at you and goes, It's never about the money. It's always about the point. And again, he looks at you, and you can see that he's starting to flare temper. His hand is clenching as he's making you listen to an irrelevant story. I'm kind of just... Picking at my teeth, not looking at him, just kind of mm. looking out. And I'm like, but points are often easier made if you have a little backing. He just looks out into the ocean. Yeah, they usually are. You know, I still remember what that kid looks like. Dirty blonde, bull cut, brown eyes. Fattest cheeks you've ever seen. But, but Leo, Leo, I, I got a question for you. Are you familiar with an angler mimic? The creepy fish things in the water? Yeah. They repeat the last things a person says. But it's always fresh from the vocal cords when they steal faces. Do you know what the last words of that child were? Don't eat me? No. It was daddy. Help. Daddy. Over and over and over again. So I'm going to ask this question to you, Leo. And depending on your answer... This will dictate how we do business. How well do you know me, Leo? Tell me. What was my reaction? What was my first thought seeing this? Tell me, Leo. Who am I? I think you're a man that doesn't enjoy killing, but one that is willing to do what's necessary. And he just looks at you. And you see, like... Can, can you give me a perception check? Not an insight, just perception. Oh my god, natural one. You... It... This is very unnatural for you. I imagine that your character, whenever he's talking to someone, whenever he's trying to get what he wants, he looks at, you know, body language and uh, facial expression. And you can't see anything in his face, and he's doing very well hiding his body language. And you can't see anything like in particular with this man but you feel just the best way to describe it is a wetness like near your ankles and then it just 
disappears and her ankles are dry again. That's at most what you notice. And he looks at you and goes, How can I do business with a man who can't even see me? And he looks out at the ocean and says, It was from that experience I realized something was wrong with me. I felt envy for the fish, the ability to wear a mask, to be something else entirely. Didn't feel sad for the kid. Didn't feel pain for him either. Just envy. And the only thing that burned stronger than that, and he looks at you, was the question I wanted answered all my life. His dad wasn't there for him. and I haven't known mine in all my life. And he looks at you. Leo, do you take me for a fool? I take you for what I see. Mm -hmm. And he looks at you. I take you for someone who'd rather be someone else and not yourself. And I understand the temptation, but honestly, I don't think that's the best practice. I think you should make yourself who you are. And if you don't like that, then improve yourself. Don't envy these face changers. You should, you should change what you can. He just stares at you. I shouldn't envy face changers, huh? And he just... It, it, it's in... Not an awkward, like, silence, but it's a prolonged, like, longer than should be, like, stare. And he looks away from you again and just tells you, You fooled a lot of nobles. Hell, you fooled a lot of people in this town. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not familiar with the Longpaw conglomerate. Nor do I know who you are. How can I do business with a man I don't know? No, you can't restrict business this way. How would you get to know someone without doing business? Just from fancy words. You get to know someone from seeing their actions. And seeing what they can do. So why right don't we... indeed. Right indeed. And uh, he uh, motions over to Edmund. And uh, Edmund brings over a few papers... And he looks over it. Uh, do you steal a glance at what he's looking at? Yeah, I'm gonna do a quick glance over. Yeah, uh, just uh, do it, see what you get. All you see is like a uh, portrait of you, like uh, done by an artist, and uh, there's like a few footnotes. And, you know, it, it's just general questions about you, you know, like all you like steal glance for is uh, who is he? And, like, uh, basically, like, investigative notes, but you don't steal any, like, major details. All you know is the paper is about you. And he goes, you're right, I shouldn't base business off of fancy words. I do it off of information. And he looks at this and goes, takes a deep breath, exhales, and looks at you. I heard you started business with the Magical Inquisition. Is that true? I have done some business. I mean, every organization needs some help every now and then. And he just shakes his head. All right, this is what I'll do for you, Leo. You're right. You should base it off of people's actions. Do business with Magical Inquisition. I'll see how it goes. You do a good job, and I might hire you. Other than that, and you start to smell cinnamon. It's a weird sensation. Do you look around you again? 
uh, first I'm going to be like, so how do I contact you? And he, again, you can't tell if he's smile, uh, smiling or frowning. And he says, don't worry, I'll contact you. And you look around and you see that uh, Edmund and uh, uh, the rat are plugging their nose and lighting a candle. And after you take a whiff of the candle, you blink once and the rain goes from colorful to pure black sludge. And you're sitting on a bench by yourself looking out into the ocean. Thank you for joining us. Did Cobalt do good, Master?